Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. And welcome along to the 2023 Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. We are on the hallowed Grand Prix circuit of Miami. Just outside uh, Fort Lauderdale, between Fort Lauderdale and Miami, actually. As we're ready to go live for our second race of the weekend. Now, truth be told, it wasn't as clean as it could have been yesterday. So let's hope for a cleaner race. We have 38 out of the 40 cars that we started with yesterday back on the circuit. So now, time to bring IMSA Radio and IMSA TV together. Live from Miami, it's Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America. The Porsche Carrera Cup North America on IMSA Radio. Time to do it all over again for Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America. Second of two races this weekend here at the Grand Prix in between Miami and Fort Lauderdale on this temporary circuit. Great to have your company wherever you are around the world. John Hindorf and Shay Adam with you and the action under slightly overcast skies. Shay Adam, our opinion reporter from IMSA Radio and commentator as well, has been looking at the weather. Are we going to get a dry 40-minute race, Shay? never say for sure, John, in South Florida that things are going to be dry for more than about five minutes, but there are no pop-up storms in the area. And this Miami girl, I think it's going to stay dry for this race. Later in the afternoon, though, things might be a very different story. The big issue right now, though, the wind. There's a serious tailwind going down into that turn one run. That's going to be interesting for people. And then a headwind going into the end of the back straight, turn 16. I think we might get some people making some interesting lunges at that point, and it might be a little bit of a DRS effect. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> uh, no pass flaps, of course, for no. the Porsches here. Uh, let's pick up on a couple of stories from yesterday. We'll start 38 of the 40 cars. It was a little bit untidy yesterday, and a couple of cars that aren't, uh, that haven't been repaired overnight, so won't take the start. Yes, we had 11 DNFs in yesterday's race out of the 40 starters. But the good news is 
All but two cars have been fully repaired, and those two cars were because the teams elected not to repair them, not that they couldn't be fixed. So we will not have Dan Clark from NOLA Sport reach Nichols' uh, team. That's really unfortunate because Dan had qualified fifth for today's race. He was set to go very well. And then also Bob Mueller of Goldcrest has withdrawn for today's race. But everyone else, we might see some uh, Bondo tape on the cars. There might be some interesting liveries. The good news is everybody else is out there. Uh, well, we have had uh, a couple of changes to the grid as well in terms of uh, what has happened with overnight repairs. Because, of course, if you do an engine change, uh, then immediately go back to the back of the grid. Jimmy Libra of MDK Motorsports. We saw him down at uh, turn 17, very unusually, with fluid out the back of the car. So he will start at the back of the grid. Let's run down the 38 runners and riders as we give you the grid positions for the second race of two this weekend in Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America here for Miami Grand Prix. And because I started at the back yesterday, I'm going to start at the front of the grid today, which has a, a pretty similar look to what we saw yesterday. So it'll be Riley Dickinson from Kelly Moss on pole position. Will Martin uh, is in second place as he was yesterday, although he had problems, broke a steering arm and didn't finish the race. He also got penalised for breaking ranks before the start line. And if he had finished, he would have had a 10-second penalty. Then it's Tom Sargent for McElroy Racing in the 17 and Alex Sedgwick for JDX in the 98. On row three, Kai Van Berlo, invisible for points, will want to go forward from fifth place for accelerating performance. Porsche selected driver wants to do well. Michael McCann is alongside him in the number eight McCann Racing. Then it's Tom Merrill for Nola Sport, the 47. Michael McCarthy for Kelly Moss, another one of the white and green cars, the number seven in eighth. Thomas Dever for McElroy Racing is alongside Varen Chodsky in the 13 on row five. Row six is Grant Tolkey for ACI Motorsports and Jason Hart for MDK Motorsports. All these still pro runners, by the way. Ryan Yardley for top racing in 13th from Sabra Cook inside the top 10 yesterday. She finished in the top six when all was said and done for Kelly Moss Racing in the 17th. Travis Wiley in 15th position ahead of the pro-am Paul said Efren Castro for Kelly Moss in 16th. Uh, on the ninth row of the grid, Stefan Radinsky for MDK Motorsports and Sean Varwig for Kelly Moss. Then it's Moise Oretsky for Accelerating Performance and Jeff Mosing for Top Racing. Elias de la Torres for JDX Racing and Marco Cironi for ACI are on row number 11. And on row 12, we have the Am Paul Sitter. And that's Scott Noble ahead of the Am Championship leader, Mark Varmin. Well, ahead by a couple of metres because he starts alongside him. Then it's Kyle Washington and Chris Palomo, Thomas Collingwood and John Gutz, who is back in after a very disappointing first lap that saw him uh, in the pits yesterday. It's Connor Flynn and James McCann in 29th and 30th. Michael Murrett and John Yount are on the 15th row of the grid. Then Christian Cole and Todd Parrott. Tom Palamis and Grady Willingham. And on the back row, Phil Martin. And with the new engine, Jimmy Libra.
So coming round for the second of two races this weekend, Sheer Adam and John Hindoff in the IMSA TV global broadcast booth, all free, no subscriptions required, no blocks, no breaks, all action. It's the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup from Miami Grand Prix, side by side and almost touching as the leaders <laughs> come through. They're not even on the hash marks. They're all on one set of grid markings on the right-hand side as they go down in the first corner and Riley Dickinson gets a great break swinging out wide one two three was there five wide for a moment there Riley Dickinson does exactly what he tried to do yesterday and did do yesterday he breaks away from the rest of the pack and it well it, this looks exactly like what happened yesterday Shay as ahead of the pack Riley Dickinson gets a great start ahead of Will Martin it does look very much like yesterday with Riley Dickinson clearing off. I think for our Pro-Am pole sitter, Efren Castro, though, things were a little bit less ideal. I believe I saw his red and blue car being stifled by some of the traffic, but hopefully he is managing to hang on to that position at the head of the Pro-Am category. Down to the far side of the circuit, the DHL branding, telling as they go to the JP Morgan Bridge, telling us they're heading round towards the long sweeping and curving back straight area before they head up into turns 11 12 and 13 now into the hard rock party zone with the cabanas on several levels there good to see one or two of you have popped out into the stands for this particular race the only support races this weekend surprisingly at the grand prix getting tight further back down wow. the field that was very close indeed with that. That was a great move by Moise Uretsky. Sorry, John, the, the man who now calls Miami home, going in on Jeff Mosing, taking second in the Pro-Am category. Phenomenal commitment by Moise on a street course. Yeah, in that pink and white car. Well done, shit, for that one. Down towards turn 17 and up the inside, the number seven, Michael McCarthy in one of the white and green Kelly Moss racing cars, the racing for children's cars with the handprints on that machine. He was making up positions there. That's a really good spot. There's a sort of a cross tailwind behind them as they go into turn 17. Nola Sport against McCann racing side by side. Now, as well as they go with Thomas Merrill and the number eight of McCann racing, now Michael this, McCann. It is Michael. Name on the door, literally, of that <laughs> car. Well, it and is. it was a podium yesterday for Michael, so he replicated his best finish in the series after getting a third at Long Beach. He's now trying to hold oh. on to this position, but fighting with Thomas Merrill, a Trans Am champion, the Rolex 24-hour winner from this year in the LMP3 category, and a guy who finished second on debut with the 24 Hours of Le Mans. So it's going to be a very big ask to try and get around Thomas Merrill. Track temperature much more pleasant for the Michelin tyres this weekend than it was yesterday. They're still battling along the red and red, white and black machine of McCann and the Nola Sport yellow and white car. It was up to nearly 50 Celsius yesterday. It's 30 today on the track. These two are still having a heck of a scrap right, right in front of another one of the Kelly Moss racing cars here. 
This is exactly what we love to see, because keep in mind, this is not for a podium position. No, no, we are talking about sixth, seventh and eighth here. But these drivers are battling as if they're going to get the big trophy from the Hard Rock Stadium right now. That is going the way of Riley Dickinson. And Riley learned yesterday even more what it is to win, because standing on an F1 podium with the American anthem playing on American soil because of something you've done, I heard rumors that Riley might have shed a tear or two, so he oh, wants to replicate that experience. I have today. no, I have no problem with that. He was within an eighth of an inch Ooh, of disaster spins. as his wheel was damaged yesterday, and now Michael McCarthy is facing the wrong direction. The pink-coloured accents on that white and green Kelly Moss racing car means that that is the seven of Michael McCarthy. Meantime, Riley Dickinson's put the fastest lap in a 156.962. That's already quicker by two seconds and change on yesterday. That's a new race lap record. We did a 58.5 yesterday, and that's down to the overcast and the better conditions on the track than we had yesterday. It's rained overnight here at Miami, so that's cleaned the track off. You would think that would make it more green, but my goodness, the Michelin tyres are doing their work here on this brand new surface. This is not the same surface as was raced on last year. It's a completely different tarmac compound with much smaller aggregate in it, and that changes the whole character. It's also much smoother than it was last year. And the Formula One drivers uh, in particular that we've been talking to have said that it is a transformed circuit from what it was last year. 40 minutes we start with uh, on the clock and we are already counting down through that at the moment. That Riley Dickinson lap 156 at 9.61 is a new race lap record. There's 35 minutes to go. Shea Adam. And the times are still going to continue to tumble as Riley Dickinson has fan support all over the world. People tuning in to the deluxe Porsche Carrera Cup North America, including one of our drivers that we are familiar with, Stephen McLear, cheering on Riley after his performance yesterday. But Riley's effort is good. He needs to keep his head down and focus forward, not take too much life out of the tires. Because, John, as this race runs, we have a 100% chance of a safety car because that's what we got yesterday. <laughs> that's so a fair don't point. Take too much out of your Michelins too early on. That incident with Michael McCarthy, by the way, just a little bit too much curb under his left front Michelin gave it a little bit of air and the tires are great, but they don't work when they're not on the ground. So that was completely self-induced. Race control will not issue a penalty based on that. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. Well made about that. And, and reminder, of course, that the whole season, we're just getting this season underway. Uh, really, we've had four rounds so far rounds five and six and this is round six uh, of the season all live all free there no need for any kind of subscription <laughs> as scott noble uh, takes a, that bollard i'm afraid the world council of bollards will be complaining that's the third time at least that that's been taken out by a porsche 992 carrera cup car at uh, this Wait. weekend but you know what? I fully support Scott Noble in that attack on the bollard as it was because he realized early on he was going to hit it. And instead of trying to avoid it or just <laughs> grazing it or maybe kind of giving it a sad, lonely little death. No, he just hit it smack it. on the bumper. <laughs> yeah, hit it, hit it hard, hit it in the middle where it won't do any yeah. damage to the Michelin tire. In the classes, uh, all the, car the cars are all the same. The drivers is what puts you in the different category. It's mainly by age, a little bit of experience as well there. 
but mainly by eight. So in Pro-Am at the moment, Efren Castro in the 65, 17th overall lead from Jeff Mosing and Moise Oretsky. And in Am, Mark Kavami, championship leader, who was not on pole, has taken the lead of that. He's 22nd overall from Scott Noble, the number 10, that dark grey car. He was on pole position. Then John Gertz having, John Getz having a much better race than yesterday, which, well, he'll want to forget. It was over much before it began. Riley Dickinson leaves by nearly two seconds. We're eight minutes into a 14-minute guaranteed race. Kai Van Berlo on the back of the top three has Alex Sedgwick, who hails from the Midlands and the Levington Spa area of Warwickshire. Hasn't had a huge amount of full season racing on his CV in the last few years, but working really hard to come back and starting uh, along with JDX and uh, the rest of the guys running that team, an opportunity for people to get involved who may not normally be involved in motorsport. Plenty of diversity here as well, Shay, including, of course, Sabra Cook, who had her best result yesterday of the season. Yeah, she did. The Deluxe Female Driver Development Scholarship recipient for 2023. I mentioned in the broadcast progression and how much I like those. Well, she blew my progression straight out of the water, crossing the line in the sixth position as it was once the uh, penalties had been issued for a, one car ahead of her, moved her up from seventh to sixth. A great run for Sabra, who's still finding her feet with Porsches. They are an art form to learn how to oh, drive yeah. properly and nobody has managed to do that in the last two years better well actually two people have managed to do it better but i was going to say then kai van berlo who's been series runner-up the last two years yesterday's race we didn't get to see the porsche selected junior really come into his own over the course of the race because uh, unfortunately it came to an early end in turn one well right now kai is fighting back as you said he got around alex sedgwick now up into the fourth position looking at tom Sargent, will martin and then riley a little bit further up. I want to see him go head to head with Riley Dickinson because I think that mm. Kai Van Berlo, not in this for points, would be an interesting wedge in Riley's plans. Yeah, well, Kylie does, uh, but Riley doesn't have to race Kylie. Exactly. So Kylie, Kylie and Riley. So that's <laughs> right. That's a that's a sort of a we, couple. We've 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 melded them together in a bit of a mashup <laughs> of Kai Van Berlo and Riley Dickinson. It's Kylie um, or Rye. Rye. Um, they. He doesn't have to, Riley doesn't have to race him. He can let him go if he gets there because he will not lose a single point if that accelerating performance gets to the back. Thomas Never from McElroy Racing, north of the border from Canada. Go the Canadians, always uh, very much supported by Shea Adam. And hello to Diane and to Bill, who are up in cottage country, having uh, made the drive up in the last couple of days from this part of the world. Bill Adam, former Porsche driver, of course. I know he'll be tuned in at the moment with half an hour still to go. And hello to everybody watching along at Champion Racing oh, and yeah. Champion Motorsport. Pompano and Beach, Champion just up the road. Porsche. Yeah. Yep, just I, I talked to them earlier this week, John, and said, hey, are you guys going to turn the race on? And they said, oh, yeah, we do every single time. Of course it's they are. They wonderful. are Porsche through and through. If you cut them in half, there's the Stuttgart <laughs> Porsche shield right there. Oh, now that's going to be in, in, important for Jeff Mosing on the back straight down towards turn 17. The rubber bottom of the front air dam has come away. It's a 
disattached from unattached, excuse me. Detached. From the, detached, that was the word I was looking for, Shane, thank go. you. Um, <laughs> you were the English major, remember? Um, yep. And that is a huge disadvantage for the 56 Morsing car. That is crucial. It, it is a little rubber piece. It's almost an interference fit on the bottom of the front air dam, but it absolutely controls the air over the front of the car. He's going to be burning up his Michelin tyres on the front of that car. Watch that 56 car and the lap times for it. He's in 18th position at the moment. A 58.4 last time around for him. We'll keep an eye on his lap times. He might be struggling as the Second race goes off. Class. And, and the big thing that I'm wondering is what happened to cause that piece to come off mm. of Jeff Mosing's Porsche because those things don't just decide to run away of their own accord. Well, did was he the one that hit it? And I wonder then in that case, no, Scott Noble's behind him because Scott Correct. Noble clobbered the, the bollard. So I was wondering if that had dragged it dragged it off well that's something we're going to keep an eye on we're still not even a half distance by any stretch of the imagination and riley dickinson played the tire game nicely here he's two and a half seconds up the road from in second place the outside front row starter of will martin from jdx then tom Sargent for mcelray racing <laughs> new into the championship and that that's a white and blue car is right with second place that's the Golden black car and in behind then it's Kai Van Berlo. Now yep. these guys have got to play this really sensibly. They are battling for second position. Kai Van Berlo is literally invisible as far as points is concerned. And then it's Thomas Murrell in the 47 Nola Sport car who's not that far behind. Well, and this has championship implications, yes, but it also has a bit of pride because Tom Sargent, the young Australian from young Australia, has finished second <laughs> in each of the five races that we have had this season. He's looking at the back of Will Martin, who currently sits in second, 2.3 seconds behind our leader, Riley Dickinson. Tom realizes if he wants to keep his streak going, he needs to get around Will Martin. But more importantly, if he wants to hold on to second in the championship, he needs to finish ahead of Will Martin, who is trailing him in the season-long championship battle. So this then becomes an additional point of observation. And then Kai Van Berlo behind both of them is going, yeah, I'm here for one thing only. That's the top step of the podium. If you guys could move over so I could get to Riley, that'd be great. Thanks. And I missed out... Uh uh, Alex Sedgwick, who is in there in the number 98 as well. Efren Castro battling side by side at the moment in the number 65 car. Castro leading Pro-Am. He's got uh, Stefan Rosinski in 16th position ahead of him, but that's a Pro car, so th that will not get him any points if he gets past the blue and white car. The different numbers on the colours on the windscreen help you out. Pro are red, Pro-Am are green. So that will help you out. It's also on the number panels and the end plates of the, uh, and the uh, wing mirrors and the end plates as well. So that will not get him any more points. But the reason I think, Shea, that Efren Castro is trying to get a bit of a wiggle on is that Jeff Morsing, and if it was him that lost his front air dam, Morsing's yes. closing in and so is Moise Oretsky. And they are second and third in Pro-Am. 
That's exactly what I was just giggling over because you know that Jeff Mosing at this point is purring. He's so happy with this opportunity of a car from a different class potentially slowing down Efren Castro. Yesterday's race winner, this is big. This is championship implications. Yes. Not for the head of the championship because we should point out Marco Gironi, who has the points lead starting today's race. Where is he, John? Answer. He's not in it right now as far as the Pro-Am class is concerned for that lead. This is going to swing things pretty big. Massive, massively at this point of the season. Remember, still to come, we've got a couple of rounds at Watkins Glen at the Seal and Six Hours with Imza. We'll be racing at Road America with the NASCAR Xfinity Series. And then, of course, we finish the season at... The quarter F1 Grand Prix. Kyle Washington has gone around for GMG Racing in the white and multicolored Superfuels car. And that's a shame for Kyle in the GMG Racing machine. He has got it pointed in the right direction, but he's dropped a couple of positions and more. Meantime, he was third in yesterday's race, He John. was, had a good run yesterday. It has, really been, has been running his car in the yellow and blue uh, of the Ukraine flag in the early part of the season and we respect him for that in particular. So, now, can Kai Van Berlo in the pink and white Porsche manage to get on terms with Tom Sargent and uh, the Will Martin cars ahead of him? Sargent in the white and blue car. So, you know what, if I'm Tom Sargent now, if I'm his team, by the way, we're almost exactly halfway through this race. If I'm Michael Ray racing, I'm on the phone to Tom now saying... Let him go. Let Van Berlo through. Let Van Berlo through. And yep. let him go and beat up the JDX racing car ahead. And you well, might be able to benefit from that because coming up behind them, Alex Sedgwick in the 98 car is not that far away. Yeah, and John, the, the little voice in the back of my head making that, you know, radio voice... Let him through. ...kind of sound. Uh, is saying Kai Van Berlo does not like looking at the back of a black and gold JDX race car oh, because that's ultimately who beat him in the championship last year. So McElroy, I wouldn't expect them to, to be aware of that in any form since they're new to this championship. But let Kai go through, let him take the opportunity, and maybe something will happen where Will Martin will lose one or two positions, and then all of a sudden Tom Sedgwick is in a much better position. So we are halfway through this race and no. we've got a problem at the final corner. Turn 17 has claimed another victim. Battling for the Pro-Am race lead, remember. Stefan Rudzinski was in front of uh, Efren Castro. Maybe Jeff just missed a breaking point there because there's damage to the back of Rudzinski and damage to the front of Mosing's cars. Well, we said there's no difference in points, only in pride. Now, we thought that the rhubarb and custard Mosing Motorsports car drive yourself happy is what they say. Well, he's not happy at the moment. I'll tell you that now in the 56. Um, oh, I, I, we thought we, he might have lost the, the rubber part from the bottom of the spoiler, which might have been affecting his braking. We've got full course yellows out, full course caution out. So that means we'll see the bright red 992 Porsche 911 Turbo. 
Yep. Neither of those cars are moving at the moment. Zenski's machine. The, the four-way flashes, by the way, come on automatically when the cars spin or whether there's any issue. We've already got the safety crew down there. Both drivers are out of the car and they're fine. Uh, disappointed, perhaps. Frustrated, almost certainly. Oh, please tell me they're not putting them in the same recovery car. Please don't put them in the same recovery <laughs> no, car. No, no, they're, they're fine because Stefan Radzinski is Canadian and Jeff Mosing is just a gentleman from Texas. So they'll they'll be okay and civil to each other. Actually, they've, they've walked off the track. We've got a Cayenne down there, which could have had them both. All right, so let's try and work out what happened here. Well, all right, so in fact, it Ooh. was just a complete brain or brake fade by Jeff as they were battling uh, behind, it was the 65 of Efren Castro, which is the leader yep. in that Pro-Am class. And Jeff just got his braking point absolutely wrong. I still can't see whether he's got the front air dam, the bottom of the front air dam on of that car. I think he probably has, actually. So we can't well. even blame that for him. Was there an opportunity for him to go up the inside and follow Efren Castro through in the 65? I'd say yes, but yeah. he absolutely made a mess of that. Now, did he get the horrible, horrible thing that you can get on ABS cars and uniquely in Carrera Cup around the world? North America, Deluxe, uh, Porsche Deluxe uh, Carrera Cup North America do have ABS on these cars. It is an option to be ticked by the championship. And given that we have so many pro drivers in this category who will move on to GT3 and above, who will have ABS, that was elected from the start of this championship. But you do sometimes get what's called icing on the pedal. You go onto the pedal and it just locks up and you are not getting slowed down. What you have to do at that point is come off and go back on again. It's completely counterintuitive when there's a car hoving up in front of you. I wonder if that might have been a problem for Jeff. Had he already flat spotted a tyre? We don't know. But that is an uncharacteristic mistake by Jeff Mosing there. A mistake of great magnitude that he has made that we don't normally see him make, Shay. No, no. Jeff Mosing is a very consistent driver. He races, as you pointed out, the drive yourself happy. That is Jeff's impetus it's in his mantra. racing. It's his mantra. He's said he's going to be stepping away from other racing at the end of this year, but he's staying with Porsche because he loves this series so much. He ran it back in the old iteration, back when it was the GT3 Cup, where he was champion in the gold category, most recently in 2015. He knows how to win on all kinds of circuits, very clean driver, and one of those guys that when you see his name in a quote-unquote gentleman driver category, mm. you know he's going to be one of the contenders. That's why we always talk about Jeff being there or thereabouts for these race wins. He was there or thereabouts for the pass. It just it looked very strange going into that corner. And I am gutted for both he and Stefan Rudzinski because Stefan, racing with MDK Motorsports, He's a young man from Edmonton, Alberta. He hasn't always had the best luck. He hasn't had all the best opportunities, but he is super fast. And weren't you there, John, the year when he was involved in Race of Champions for yeah. Canada yeah. and did pretty darn well? 
Yes, uh, represented the Canadian the Canadian uh, nationality very well indeed. Really good pickup by our replay team back at Biggin Hill in the UK. We affectionately call uh, replay teams here in the US tape apes. I hope you take that in the way that uh, we mean it back there at Biggin Hill in the UK. Been we a lovely, say it with love. We say it with love. We absolutely do. Committed to the absolutely best product that they can provide been a beautiful uh, day today in the UK temperatures are over 21 22 degrees on the coronation bank holiday weekend who will we crown as king of the streets here at Miami for Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America 507 horses for each of our prospective winners and no procession here. Oh yes, that is a chariot. <laughs> that is that that is a chariot, uh, rather than a coach, isn't it? Yes. Uh, no processions here in Porsche Carrera Cup, North America. Riley Dickinson at the moment holds the first position. His lead, of course, has gone back to Will Martin in second, Tom Sargent in third, Kai Van Berlo's worked his way up the third ahead of Alex Sedgwick and Thomas Murrell and in. Seventh position, Michael McCann. Then the first of the uh, Nola Sport entries, the number 20, Jason Hart, comes up next. And then Thomas Devert, Burunchowski, Grant Torkey in 11. Sebra Cook following up her top 10 finish yesterday with a 12th at the moment. Best in the class is Efren Castro. Now has a decent lead over Marco Cironi. He's in 16th in the 65 court. Cironi in the 82. Uh, with one, two, three pro or pro am cars between him, uh, pro cars between him, sorry, two pro, pro cars behind. Then Moise Oretsky, Mark Kavami in 21st leads the uh, am category from the number 10 car, which was on pole position, wasn't it, for Scott McNoble? And John so. Getz in third. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we should say, by the way, before I uh, get on to my thing that I've just gotten in from Tom Moran. Thank you, Tom. Hello, it Tom. looks like our wind is now a headwind going into turn one, which would mean a tailwind going into the end of that back straight where we just had that incident. So maybe it was a stray gust of wind for Jeff Mosing that caught him out more so than everyone else. But you were talking about Mark Kwame. I just want to pay him a little bit of tribute because MDK Motorsports is Mark D. Kwame Motorsports. Yeah. Yep. He has a long-standing partnership with Jan and Kevin Magnuson. Kevin, who qualified fourth for today's Formula One race. Mark, giving him a couple words of advice, I think, after that qualifying session. Don't you, John? <laughs> yeah, very good. Lights are out on the Porsche 911 Turbo safety car. It will use its extensive... It's got more power than the race cars and all-wheel drive, so it will power away... If you want to get as close as you can on the street to a 911-992 cup car, 992, then it is a GT3 or a GT3 Touring. Uh, you can get that with PDK or with manual. Six-speed manual is a lovely box, by the way. Manual every time. Three pedals, yeah. Give me a clutch. <laughs> well, you know me and Porsches with clutches. Let's go back to <laughs> racing as the safety car has ended and Riley Dickinson got a little love tap 
from Will Martin, but he goes all the way to the right-hand side across the right line on the Crypto.com front straight. And down towards turn one, he's defending. He's seen what can happen before. Oh, and turned around in third position. Tom Sargent is facing the whole field. Oh, I know what that feels like. That's horrible to see everybody coming towards you. You don't know whether to put it back into first gear or keep the clutch dipped. That's horrible. So it's Martin Sargent and Van Berlo has dropped back into the pack as well in that pink and blue car. So was he involved in yep. that? So that's Alex Sedgwick up into third position now. That's a big change around at the front of the field. For Van Berlo, it doesn't matter in the 33 car other than for a little bit of pride because he does not get any points. He's down to seventh position. Share Adam. There goes Tom Sargent's streak of finishing second in every race, and it's not ending in the way that he hoped it would, which would be with the first place. But yeah, from my perspective, John Van Berlo just nudged the right rear of Tom Sargent, sending him into a spin. Will Martin getting through cleanly, and Alex Sedgwick, as well as Van Berlo, continues to battle. I think now he's fallen into the clutches almost of Thomas Merrill. I think he's dropped that far back. Varun Choksi doing very well as well after a rough day yesterday. Good to see both of the right cars bouncing back in an efficient manner and now we're scoring will martin as ahead of riley no riley no. is still the leader correct as they go onto that long curving straight with the canal the river on the right hand side up towards turn 11 and that very tricky run through past the hard rock cafe party zone and then where <laughs> the game bridge uh, advertising is under the road bridges and then on down towards turn 17, which is where they are now and coming to cross the line. 11 minutes and 11, 10, 9 seconds to go as they come across the line. This time it's Dickinson from Martin, from Sedgwick, from McCann, Merrill, Van Berlo back up to sixth ahead of Naveau and Hart and Choksi. And in 10th position is the number 37 of Sebra Cook. This is another fabulous run for the Kelly Moss graduate. Sebra Cook, who is continuing her studies as she races. And when I interviewed her on Midweek Motorsport uh, earlier in the season, we had to do it at a time where she was out of class so we could do it live. And she is racing her socks off at the moment. Let's see if we can pick apart what happened. You were spot on, Shay. It was Kai Van Berlo. He'll get incident responsibility for that. And for a Porsche selected driver, that's not great. That is not the way to endear yourself to Vysak. I remember seeing Thomas Prining doing exactly the same thing when he was an invited driver on the Porsche Super Cup in Hungary when I was calling that for Sky Sports F1 a few years ago. And um, uh, that's rather frowned upon. Oh, and Side by side with the Nola Sports uh, car at the moment. That's the yeah, number that 47. Was, that was with... Um, Thomas Merrill. Uh, Thomas Merrill, yes. That, that's quite unexpected to see the two of them getting in door-to-door. -door. And Will Martin has made the lunch wow. and gone to the lead of this race. First time all weekend. Riley Dickinson is not at the head of the pack, but he's got the long drag down the straight. All right, Riley, be smart. You know how to make this pass going into the turn. And here's Alex Sedgwick as well. We've got a three-car battle for the lead. Doesn't have to win this. Dickinson goes wide into turn 17. He'll try the over and under. He'll cut back. No, he's not. He's going round no. the outside at 17. That's audacious. Now, he's going to have to stick it there now to be on the left-hand side as they come through the left-hander. He's 
way off the track as he goes through 18 and on the front straight they still side by side they touch once they touch twice down towards the first corner my goodness me this is elbows out racing for the man who's leading the championship he retakes the lead will he be allowed to keep that because he was no. off the track at turn 18 i reckon if i'm kelly moss now i tell him to redress that now and try again in the next eight minutes and 50 seconds Yep, because if race control gives him a five-second penalty for shortcutting the track, which they have done in the past at other venues, as Riley once again is nearly Both off of the them. circuit. Now, Both of them off the circuit there. You're allowed to use the curbs, but you're not allowed to use more than the curbs. So they need to be careful about the placement of the inside of their wheels on the other wow. side of the circuit. It was a great pass from Will Martin, very decisive. That was a turn 16 shit as they came out from under the three road bridges that go across the circuit at the far end of the track and onto that long back straight. There were several Will touches. Left him room. Oh, Riley moved across to his left. You spot on, and there's Michelin yep. tire smoke in the air. That will not be viewed well either. This is the championship leader. He doesn't need to get involved in this. He doesn't need to win this race. We. But he's won every race that he started from pole, John, and he mm. wants to keep that bit of pride going. Well, we don't have the line to race control that we would have if we were working with IMSA this weekend. We'll have to see what happens at the end of this race. I know Tom Moore will be keeping an eye on that for us and letting us know if anything coming through. But I, I think that was, uh, I mean, in terms of the championship, that could have huge implications. He leads again now. Look. I have, I have no problem. I think that was really elbows out. Great racing. Alex Sedgwick had the grandstand view of it. They gave each other room. And there wasn't any touching until they were on the Crypto.com front straight. But it has to be said, at times, both of them have been off the circuit. All four Michelin yes. tyres over the edge of the kerb. Yes, and that was side-to-side -side battling, which is what Kelly Moss will argue and what Riley yeah, will sure. argue. But what JDX and Will Martin will argue is we left him room on the inside. He didn't have to take that line, which allowed him to carry more speed, which ultimately allowed him to maintain the lead into turn one. So it, it's a very gray area. Everybody's being liberal with the track limits right now. Everybody is taking lines that could be construed as shortcuts. So does race control say, well, we just let them at it. They race how you want to be race. I don't know on this one. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. It's the job that nobody wants. Uh, race director reports to the stewards and then the stewards make the call. Let's not forget that. And we've got great stewards. I mean, we've got EFR in uh, the Elliot Forbes right Robinson, with... the original American Le Mans Series champion. Uh, back in the late 1990s with that tremendous Ferrari triple three FP. They weren't even meant to do the full season that year, but uh, they started so well that they decided to keep going until they lost the championship lead. Uh, and they did, <laughs> and they didn't. And EFR was the inaugural champion. Uh, time spent with Elliott Ford Robinson is never time wasted. We should also note that in the Pro-Am class, it is still Efren Castro now with a 2.2 second lead 
over Marco Cironi. So this should flip the championship points oh, wow. in favor of Efren Castro, the Dominican Republican driver who's racing on semi-home ground this weekend. And then in AM, it is still Mark Kwame with a very solid lead. He runs in 21st position. Next in class is Scott Noble, who had the DNF yesterday. Scott is in 25th position. So Mark Kwame just needs to stay calm and do what he does, which is go out there and win races. Which he, he has got a, a fairly decent habit of doing, in all fairness. Yes. Shit, Adam and John Hindoff in the IMSA radio and TV broadcast booth. Every single race of this 2023 season for Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America will have live and free for you in the States or further afield. Kai Van Berlo uh, making up another position there. Is that him ahead of... Tom Murrell, yes, I think it is. Uh, Michael McCann, excuse me. Yes, up into fourth position uh, now. Uh, he'd already got past Never and Tom Murrell, Thomas Never and Tom Murrell as well. So that pink and white car recovering from contact at the restart. Unfortunately, of course, even if there is incident responsibility assessed for Kai van Berlo, what you can't do... Uh, is is give the position back to the driver share that was bumped out of it yeah exactly and and there's no uh there's no retribution that is mm. adequate enough for the driver who's been wronged as that was kai van berlo moving up the position so now has he gotten around michael mccann correct he's up i to believe fourth. he has yeah. wow up into fourth it, position shit yeah, but again, it doesn't matter in terms of the championship because he's invisible. He's not there. So Michael McCann still looking at fourth place points after a third place finish yesterday. It's been a good weekend for McCann Racing for both uh, Michael and his uncle James. Mm -hmm. So I think the family will leave this weekend feeling fairly confident that they've done everything they can. We are down to three minutes to go in this race. So we should get, what, this lap and one more. Well, we, we said that yesterday. It is a timed race and the it will be down to when the leader comes across the line. Two minutes and 37 seconds to go now. And we'll see as they come across the line this time. Uh, or next time, should I say, what we've got left. We need about two minutes. Uh, I think it will be white flag next time around, Shea, don't you? I think so too, John. And right now I'm looking at the gap between Dickinson and Martin. It's now up to nearly a second, but the fast lap for which you do get points. There's three points on offer in addition to the race points. You get the one for pole position, uh, the two for pole position and the one for fast lap. Riley's looking at a perfect weekend so far with both pole positions, fastest lap from yesterday's race. Well, he's got fastest lap from today's race by about a half second over anyone else. So that would be the dream weekend in Miami for the Texas man. So... A minute and 34 seconds to go on the clock as they come around to complete what will be their 18th lap when they come across the line this time. And I think 19th lap will be the final tour of the circuit at 
miles, 3.363 actually for those of you who like to be pedantic. It's been another brilliant run so far with a second lead between Dickinson who leads it, Riley Dickinson from pole position. Will Martin in second, Alex Sedgwick. This would be his best result of the year and his first podium share. I think he'll take that with knobs on, frankly. Oh, for sure. But he's Especially got Kai Van Borla right with him. And Van Borla pushes him and the Nola Sport car's gone off. That's Grant McCann. In no, the, it's Thomas in, uh, Sorry, Thomas Merrill in the background who's gone off and has to do a pirouette. Now, Alex, you've got to let this pink car go, mate. This will not keep you off the podium. And that's... Well, I thought he'd well, done that down into turn one and he's changed his mind. Well, it will keep him off the podium, John, but it won't affect the points that he gets because Kai Van Berlo is here just for a trophy, is he not? Well, th that's a good question, Che. I don't know. He's invisible above points, but would he put him on the podium? I yeah. think I think Alex has got to be pretty pragmatic here. I'd love to stand on a third-place podium on a Formula One race weekends yeah absolutely but what do i want the the championship points he doesn't want to end up into one of the wall but it was a big tap later on and by the way Oof. tom murrell went really really long in 17 uh, over the rolex banner and back onto the track as he pirouetted back round. dickinson now with a 1.9 call it two seconds lees he has the fastest lap of the new race lap record 156 at 6.93, that's fully two and a half seconds away from yesterday's best lap of the race. Sedgwick is gonna earn this podium, John. If he can hang on to it, his time has now expired on the clock, but Kai Van Berlo pushing very hard. Sedgwick's best finish so far this year, fifth. When was that? The second round of Long Beach. So clearly he likes these courses that challenge you a little bit more, but he has no breathing space from Kai Van Berlo whatsoever down towards the heavy braking area at turn 17 and 18 for the final time riley dickinson is going to make it a delightful double welcome to miami i'll take that thank you very much indeed paul fastest lap and the first position points not by one but by two for riley dickinson who extends his leads in the championship a much better race for the second place of Will Martin and Alex Sedgwick is confirmed in third place. He'll get the points and he will get the stand on the podium. In the classes, Marco Cironi wins Pro-Am from Moise Oretsky. No, Efren Castro. Oh, no, Efren Castro, excuse me. From uh, Cironi and Oretsky. Thank you, Cher. And it's Welcome. Mark Kwame. Uh, in 23rd, he'll take Am. Um, from Scott Noble and John Getz. That will be their podium ceremonies. They'll have to take the long golf cart ride to the podium ceremonies. My goodness, mate. Well, that was a tidier race than yesterday. We had we had an about face weekend. All of the uh, all of the nonsense was yesterday, and today <laughs> a pretty clean race and another great victory from Paul to checkered flag for Riley Dickinson. Shit, Adam. Yeah, the big question is going to be, will it stand as race control looks at the incident where both he and Will Martin went off the track in various places around the circuit. But for now, it looks like it is Riley Dickinson in seventh heaven here in Miami, Florida, because this weekend 
every possible point that he could have gotten, he has. Will Martin, second for JDX, will be very pleased with that result. Yes, it's not a win like it was in the second round of the Long Beach weekend, but it's still a position he's never stood on, on a deluxe Porsche Carrera Cup North America podium before. And then Sedgwick, big round of applause to Alex. He earned that podium. Very impressive driving, trying to keep Kai Van Berlo behind him. For our Pro-Am and Am winners, again, weekend sweeps. Excellent job by Efren Castro. I know he's going to be over the moon with this result. Once again, gets to celebrate with his Kelly Moss teammate in victory lane at a Formula One podium. Mm. That doesn't get any less cool. No, there's something very special about standing on the podium at an F1 track. Yeah. It's more special again when it's an F1 race weekend. And considering that Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup are the only support this weekend. And by the way, well done to Porsche Cars and Porsche Motorsport North America for yes. persuading F1 to take them uh, on the grid. And by the way, for a considerable uh, amount of effort in allowing us to have these live pictures to go around the world. Absolutely mm. brilliant to ensure that all of the usual uh, all of the usual viewers and listeners can see and hear this thank you very much indeed it's been an absolutely outstanding effort by Tri Troy Bundy and the rest of the team at Porsche Motorsport North America Troy is the man at the head of uh, single mate racing and GT racing in North America has uh, experience of working with F1 from his time in Porsche Australia and what an addition to the 2023 calendar Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America these two races have been magnificent stuff Shay uh, what's this going to do unofficially because you're working the arithmetic at the moment to the championship Unofficially, nothing changes as far as we are concerned for the pro class. Riley leaves this weekend with a bigger lead than he came in with. Same goes for Mark Kwame. Both of those drivers will be thrilled in the pro-am class. After a weekend sweep, Efren Castro now leads Canadian Marco Cironi. So a slight change in that order. And Jeff Mosing, a double DNF this weekend means that Alan Metney, despite not running this weekend, is still very much in the championship hunt. So next place we go to, Watkins Glen, New York. That comes up the third week of June. It's going to be a perfect opportunity for these Porsches to stretch their legs a little bit. But the good news is they get about a month and a half to think about what happened here in Miami to celebrate, to party <laughs> a little bit before we move on. Watkins Glen and the Zealand six hours with IMSA to come. Then Road America, Xfinity with the NASCARs. We've got... We and cut, Indy. Uh, yeah, Indy with IMSA. And then Rensport at WeatherTech Raceway. Laguna Sega, Rensport 7 as well. And these cars will headline there for the first time as well before we head to the championship decider at the Circuit of the Americas at Austin. Uh Hello to Reese Atherton, who I know will be uh, watching. Can't wait hey, to see Reece. you down there. <laughs> hey, Reese. We're going to be leaning on our friendship when we get to you for that, Reese. I'll tell you that now. Riley Dickinson makes it 2 for 2. Has the VP Racing Fuels checkered flag. And the Racing for Children's 
Kelly Moss Racing number 53 yep. has done a full house this weekend. Paul, fastest lap, win. You cannot be any more perfect than that shit. Nope, you can't. And we should say Mark Kwame has done very nearly the same thing of MDK Motorsports. So, uh, Paige and Kevin Magnuson, you're up. Let's see what you can do now. <laughs> so they'll be heading off through the Undercroft to the podium ceremonies. Shea Adam and John Hindorf describing the action for you in the IMSA Global Broadcast Centre as they get onto the golf carts. Oh, golf cart race. Golf cart race now. Oh, we've got, we've got on board. We've got on board. Oh, see, we could have commentated on the golf cart race uh, if, if they'd stayed with the on board. All right, let's go through the result. This is unofficial at the moment, of course. Riley Dickinson wins it by two seconds or thereabouts. The from uh, Will Martin in second place and uh, Alex Sedgwick in third. Kai Van Berlo uh, makes his way up to fourth from Michael McCann, Thomas Navert, and uh, then Varun Chotsky. And as far as the classes are concerned, Pro-Am uh, won by Efren Castro from Marco Cironi. Uh, and in third place, Moise Aretsky. And in arm, it was Mark Kavami from Scott Noble and John Getz. Much tidier than yesterday. And the same result. Far fewer cars to mend before we are reconvened at the sale in six hours of the Glen. We'll have it live for you here on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. It's all live and free from Shea Adam and John Hindorf from Rounds 1 and 2 here at Miami. Rounds 5 and 6 of the Championship. That was... Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America for 2023. Bye-bye. is a radio show limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.